My man Junior on the motherfucking beat with some straight up heat. Hello, welcome to High Vertical Episode 2. I'm your host, Eric. I'm with Nikki, Nikki Jizzle, Nick, Nick the, Nick, Nick the Man. Yeah. How's it going, dude? It's going pretty good. I got up pretty late today, so I'm still getting into it. This is going to be like WEPA. WEPA in the morning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So, some... Uh, there's some stuff going on in sports, I would say, <laughs> since we last talked. A couple things. A couple things happening. Some of the, you know, well, actually, only, I think only one of these I hadn't heard of. Two of these hmm. on the keep. So this will be interesting. Okay. Well, I wanted to start with uh, what we talked about last week, a little update. Uh, Liverpool lost. You know, they're not really champions. Lost four to zero to man city it should have been five to zero but who's counting but uh you know i got some <laughs> really it should have been five to two first off and then oh, okay i have some some inside source info that said uh klopp really just wanted to give one to man city since uh liverpool is the champions by such a large margin and uh and that man city doesn't have anything to look forward to in the next two years so he's like why don't we just give this this one moment i mean we're still in the champions league I, I, you guys lost pathetically to uh atletico madrid i don't remember that was so long ago yeah. that was like before this whole pandemic even hit and i heard Klopp knew about the pandemic it was like we need to lose so we don't have to go to any shitty european countries okay well that's uh, what i, I heard i mean i think liverpool really really won everything which is great hmm. now that, that was a beat down though that was a <laughs> that was real that was, tough to watch yeah i mean it's just uh man city was really inspired <laughs> to, yeah. to beat liverpool i made up for it yesterday and i beat man city with chelsea and fifa 20 yesterday so <laughs> i mean that's the only time it really happens yeah well chelsea beat man city uh, yeah. irl yeah. IRL. And so yeah, you know, no know who else beat Man City in IRL? Southampton. That has a good squad, man. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Dark horse to uh, make make it to the Europa League next year. Yeah, so it turns out Southampton were really the champions this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> who knew? <laughs> who knew? Uh but uh, just uh that was just the a little update on soccer. Um I think that was that was the last big game I think of the season. Really, I don't think any game is really going to come close to that as far as regular Premier League oh, stuff yeah. goes. But we still have the uh, FA Cup still happening, and I'm sure that's starting soon. Let me look it up. Yeah, and I'll be keeping an eye on like um on like three through was it like three through six is still yeah. kind of like you know the people still battling for the yeah. So the FA Cup starts in uh the 18th uh, of this month. So in a week, then, it's going to Arsenal versus Man City, and then it's Chelsea versus United. And then Champions League's doing another uh, draw or something in a week. Are they? What's that all about? I heard they're doing another draw. I don't know. I mean, why. Still in the, we're still in the middle of like. Uh... I know it's still the round of sixteen. So yeah, we're those, still those the... got to get solved. So maybe they're doing like a draw to figure out. Mm. I have no idea. Actually, it doesn't make any Hold sense. On. Champions League resume on August seventh. 
That's a three. This is from 23 minutes ago from UEFA.com. Let me look into it. Okay. I may have gotten some. Where, when are the draws? Time. The draw for the Champions League quarterfinal semifinals will take place at the UEFA headquarters in Nylon, Switzerland on Friday, July 10th. Right. What's that all about? There are four teams already qualified for the quarterfinal. Atlanta, it's Atlanta, it's Atlanta, Atletico, Lip, uh, how do you say, Leipzig, Leipzig? Oh, Leipzig, right? Leipzig, yeah. Paris Saint-Germain, Germain. There are four rounds of 16 ties to be concluded. Chelsea versus Bayern Munich, Napoli versus Barcelona, Real Madrid versus Manchester City, Lyon and Juventus. How the draw works. There are three draws for the quarterfinal and for the semifinal, pitting together quarterfinal ties and then a third to determine the home side in the final for administrative reasons. Uh-huh. There's no seedings and no country protection, so teams can face opposition from the same national association. Further restrictions will be confirmed by the draws. Where will the games take place? The season's quarterfinals, semifinals, and finals will be played as a straight knockout tournament in Lisbon, Portugal in August. All these ties will be single-leg fixtures. The games will be split between Benfica's Estadio do, do Sports, Lisboni e Benfica, <laughs> which is just where Benfica plays, and Sporting CP's Estadio Jose Alvada. Alvada, sorry. What are the key dates? Seventh, uh, August 7th and 8th, round of 16, second leg. So they're still playing the second leg, so I think they're just doing the draws for the teams who won. All right. Okay. So it's just going to be. Yeah. And then August. World Cup style. Yeah. August 12th to the 15th is the quarterfinals in Lisbon. August 18th to the 19th are the semifinals in Lisbon. And then August 23rd, the final is at the Estadio do Sports Lisbon e Benfica in Lisbon. So. All right. This is all happening. It's finally good. We were talking about Champions League last week. So it's cool. We finally Mm -hmm. have an answer. Yeah. Okay. That makes more sense now. Should have read that full article. Um, college football. There's some rumors that uh that uh, there's a c- increasing momentum for it to be played in the spring semester. Uh, let me see here. And this is from SportsNot.com. The 2020 college football season is just a few months away, with thousands of athletes on campus preparing to hit the gridiron this fall. Unfortunately, with the COVID-19 pandemic worsening, the odds of seeing college football this year are dwindling. Increased momentum building to move 2020 football season to spring semester. The NCAA lifted its moratorium on voluntary workouts for student-athletes beginning on June 1st. A move that was supposed to be a major step towards college football being played this fall has turned into a major factor in COVID-19 spreading across hundreds of collegiate athletes. As cases skyrocketed across universities, the uh, the virus also hit some of the biggest states across the country. States like Florida, California, Texas reported high record highs for new daily cases seemingly every other day. On July 2nd, the United States set the goal record for new COVID-19 cases in a single day. Breaking records. Mm-hmm. COVID-19 cases among football players. Oh, man, there's a lot. I mean, Texas has 13 players. LSU has 30 players who are quarantined right now. Texas Tech has 23 players and staff. And no, these are just uh, the these are players and staff. By the way, this is not just players. Oh, okay. So just everyone in the organization. Yeah, yeah. And Lincoln Riley is uh, 
said it's possible for ball to be played in spring. I'm not sure how they're going to do it. Yeah, just move the schedule back to when they get that vaccine. You can start it in like January, February, and then it end in what, like May or June or something like that. You can do that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, this all depends on whether it looks like college football is going to get postponed, but we'll see. Yeah. I just think it's something to keep an eye on because this is probably going to happen. Yeah, I mean, I, I just don't see any way that college football and NFL can resume with fans, at least. And college football is more dangerous with the players. Yeah, and college football like depends on fans more than I think NFL does. Yeah, and you can't like tell college kids to go into a bubble because you're not paying them anything. So yeah. <laughs> you really can't tell them what to do. Um, but yeah, I I think uh, it's gonna take a while. Stuff spreading like hotcakes. It's a uh, I may have gotten it. Oh yeah, I know someone that definitely got it. So, yeah. um, I mean, dirty I mean, podcast, fun, dirty, dirty people, dirty podcast. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, you know, there's it's fighting a lot of other diseases in my body. So <laughs> it's got a got a lot before the symptoms can actually make it out. But, True, but some people get it real bad too. There's that that one Broadway star that got his like leg chopped off. He like just died this morning, I guess, or something like that. Yeah, so he died. I think he died like late last night. Late last night, yeah. So some people get it real bad. Other people, you're okay. So no point in risking it for the for the kids for the future. College football players are the future. I've always said that. So true. Gotta that. keep them safe. Yeah. Uh, other college news. Uh, I think this is how you say it. Uh, McCure, McCure Maker five star recruit chooses Howard, uh, an HBCU over UCLA. It's a pretty big story, yeah. Uh, for a five star to, I don't think this has happened in a, in a good minute where a five star player turns down a primetime college uh, basketball school to play at a HBCU like this. Yeah, now, wasn't someone else who's also a five star recruit thinking of uh, going to Howard? as well yes i do remember that as a story but i don't think it, nothing ever came out of it or he never really said anything yeah but uh, if, on instagram he uh posted that he uh he's at howard university he's on the court and he is a uh kenyan australian basketball player and he is related to thon maker and who's a NBA player and mature and uh his cousin son, and he has another cousin name with the with the same name now, are you going to find a, out that McCurr is actually 26 years old like his brother when he got into the league? <laughs> well, right now, his age is he was born November 4th, 2000. He is 19 years old. Oh, okay. Allegedly. Allegedly. He's played at a couple prep schools around the country. I love how... Uh... I love how fucking stupid the media is with all those stories of like when someone just so happens to be born in a place where, you know, they don't, it's not standard practice to give out birth certificates or like this guy is actually older than he reported. And it's like, maybe it's off by a year, but it's like, it's like, I don't know. I'm like 20, 21 (laughs) or like Buddy Heels. Like, I don't know. I'm like 26 or 27. (laughs) Everyone just gives him a hard time for it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he says on his Instagram post, I was 
I was the first to announce my visit to Howard and others and others started to dream. What if maker wrote on Twitter? I needed, I need to make the HBCU movement real so that others will follow. I hope I'll inspire guys like Mickey uh, Williams to join me. I think this is the guy you're talking about. Oh yeah. Mickey Williams. Uh, and so on. So I, I think it's a pretty big move. We'll see if how it plays out. If there is college basketball this season, which I don't think there will be. But uh, big, big, big move. I, I would like to see this happen more often. I think this yeah. will be a starting trend, hopefully. Yeah, some of these uh, these big basketball schools, they uh, it rubs me the wrong way more than it does with football for some reason. I think with the the big basketball schools, it's like it's because of the one and done rule, where things like it's like people just go to Duke or Kansas or whatever for the the prestige of the program. But in this case, it's like beyond just the basketball program. It's like a a cultural kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And I can, I can get down with that. I think that that's pretty cool. And especially with it being like an underdog kind of school that isn't typically a a top 25 powerhouse Mm -hmm. or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Good stuff. Um, moving on to uh, the NFL, uh, NFL training camp protocols have been released, and they are very, uh, very strict. I want to see. I want to get your take on this. So during training camp, this is from New York Post. Players and coaches will be asked to conduct meetings virtually or outdoors. All team employees will be required to wear masks inside the facility, while players and staff must perform social distancing of at least six feet from each other, even inside the locker room. Strength and conditioning workouts will be capped at 15 people, while teams are permitted to have as many as 110 people, all required to wear masks and traveling party for a road game. An agreement has not yet been reached regarding the player's ability to opt out of the season due to health concerns with which multiple NBA, MLB, and NHL players have already done. The NFL PA reportedly voted to entirely cancel the two-game preseason, which is already cut in half, in order to make up for the in-person team workouts and camps missed. So uh, this is going to fail so bad. Yeah. Now, does this mean... No, all of these rules. Does this mean for rookie hazing that they can't do the trick where they shove pickles in their butts and then walk? And then, <laughs> uh, if it well, falls out, they, they, they just got to be six feet apart. They, okay, as long as you okay, good, good. Because I don't want to compromise <laughs> the integrity of the game. So I just, I really, I, I'm going to find it really hard for a lot of these teams to follow these protocols the way it should be. The NFL, I mean, the, I think Major League Baseball is the only thing that stands a, a bigger chance of embarrassing itself because that's the only professional sports league that embarrasses itself more than the NFL on a regular basis. But the NFL will embarrass themselves in some way. Yeah. Uh, this is also this is coming off the heels that um, just like a lot of NFL players are kind of wary to come back to this. And... Uh, a lot of cases are mounting up. I don't think training facilities are going to... I'm not sure how they're going to do this because a lot of different states are going through a lot of different stuff right now. Like a bunch of the Florida teams, like their facilities are closed down now. How are they going to do that? Like, I, I have no idea how this is going to work. Oh, man. We need to get Kanye in here soon yeah. to clean all this yeah. shit up. I think, I think having the meeting, having just all the meetings outside could work. That would just suck, though. Yeah, in Florida, it would definitely suck. 
Yeah. You have to get some of those Mr. Fans. But yeah, it's it's weird. The virus it's fucked up by UV rays, but it uh it around indoors it can spread like a motherfucker. So I I yeah, I just get concerned about mainly when they have to get on the planes to go to the road games. That's when I think that you're gonna see yeah. people start to catch it and then it's going to spread and then like an entire team or close to an entire team will get it. And then the team that they play will get it. And then well, what then? Will players have to be tested before games? Is that how they're going to do things? Stuff? I'm not sure. Is that how they're going to do it? I mean, yeah. what happens you're traveling if, like that? What happens if there's a huge outbreak though? And you can only bring like, let's say they, they lift the rules and like, you can bring like 53 to 55 players with you instead of like, you know, 46 or something like 53 to 55 can be eligible to play what if like 30 people test positive <laughs> you barely have enough to like feel the team what if every quarterback tests positive <laughs> yeah i mean they might as well not even play the game <laughs> yeah so and also also like uh they've reduced the number of players allowed at the camps now so now we're getting less uh less opportunities for uh guys who wouldn't get those opportunities to begin with yeah so it's gonna it's gonna be weird it's not, yeah, i'm not yeah. sure how, how it's gonna be a strange season to say the least yeah yeah it's gonna it's gonna be strange for for everyone we especially here in america we just haven't handled it well like england has been handling it pretty well after not taking it seriously at first and we've seen yeah. the premier league kind of continue without a real hitch um mm-hmm. but nba and nfl it's gonna be uh it's gonna be real tough I mean, the bubble in the NBA seems like seems like the best, most fair way for it to work. But even then, you know, that's still susceptible to infection. So, yeah. Um, moving on uh, in the NFL news, uh, the Washington Redskins have been uh, bowling over change name. They've been they <laughs> think we might actually get a, a name change. Dan Snyder uh, seems to be willing to. Uh, it seems like they're willing to have the conversation about it finally. Yeah, it took his, a, his stadium right. sponsor to and Nike to back out. But <laughs> yeah. like we wanna we're concerned about the, the way that we're representing the culture. <laughs> so I I'm on the the score.com and uh, let me pick they have they have five names. Let me pitch you on the names. Let me get yeah. your let me get your takes on these names. All First right. one is Washington Red Tails, known by the nickname Red Tails after painting the Tales of their P-47 aircraft red, the Tuskegee Airmen were a group of African-American and Caribbean-born fighter bomb pilots who fought in World War II as the first black military aviators in the United States Armed Forces. I This was actually, I think, my favorite of all the suggestions that I had seen. Okay, that me too. I, I think I like that this one's pretty good. That one's good. All right. I like the logo, too. That works. Yeah, and I like the. Uh, I saw someone posted like a mock uh, uniform for it, and it, the colors work. Everything works. And all right, so here's the next one: the Washington Redhawks. The name Redhawks also earned uh, some support among fans clamoring for name change. If nothing else, it's the single best uniform concept. Uh, okay, but uh, how do you feel about the Redhawks? That's not bad. I'm lukewarm. It's very generic. Now this one's my favorite: the Washington Pigskins. Pigskins, <laughs> of course, is a common term for a football. This would also play homage to Washington's famously dominant Hogs offensive line of the of the Joe Gibbs era and the costumes worn by a group of fans known as the Hog Hog Tees. Though a clean break, 
a clean break from anything could <laughs> including the word skin is probably advisable. Snyder might prioritize retaining the use of the club's most frequently uh, most uh, used short form name when deciding a new team identity. But that's my favorite. Washington what, pig skin. When they, yeah, then they turn into, they would like wear pig mask and stuff. And like, yeah, when they dress like part. women too. Yep, yep, yep. I'm, I'm looking at them right now. <laughs> and we can make fun of them for dressing uh, like women because they were absolutely straight white men. <laughs> yeah, they, they're all old white guys. And they just, and there is no reason for them to dress like women. They just did it. <laughs> no one told them to. Yeah, they just decided that it would be fun. <laughs> so. Now this name, this next name, um, is the, I think the one that we're probably going to get. It's the Washington Warriors. It is possible Washington to respectfully honor the Native American community with an altered name? The club's statement about considering a name change strongly suggests that doing so will be a set priority. So, the, apparently, Dan Snyder's had Washington Warriors trademarked for like a while. I think almost like twenty years is what I read, but. I think unless Dan Snyder has like a real indigenous people's fetishism, uh, he should just go in a different direction. He should like just never want to have to deal with this again. He's already embarrassed himself so much by like hanging on mm. to this name. He should just completely steer away from the Native American uh, mascots. I agree. Uh, this one I think is very simple, but I, I kind of like it. It's the Washington Football Club. That's never going to happen. I know, but I, I like that. I, I just—it's the last one on this list. I like the—I like the simplicity of it. it reminds me of uh, the good old uh, old side of England across the pond. Yeah, it's it's un-American, so they'll never do it. Un-American. <laughs> it is un-American. That is a that's a fruity European name. That ain't gonna happen. This is America. We're gonna go with the Washington pigskins and dress up like women yeah. and pigs. I love the pig skins, but I think the red tails is definitely the way to go. I think red if you tails, want, yeah. if you if you go red tails, you totally just flip the narrative. Yeah, exactly. That's a, yeah. Dan Snyder goes from being like, you know, capitalizing off of one group's misfortune to capitalizing off of a the social movement of the twenty twenties. <laughs> <laughs> Classic Snyder moves. Yeah. Yeah, now all of a sudden everyone's going to be talking about how woke Dan Snyder is. This is The next topic is not a news thing. It's just I think it's a fun little game for us to play. Let's predict the AFC Divisional standings. Next week we'll do the NFC. And we'll start with the AFC North, which holds the Ravens, Steelers, Browns, and Bengals. I think we all know who's going to go number one here. I'm, we're gonna I'm, let's just say mm. on three one Ravens. I think I I think the Ravens could, but I wouldn't sleep on the Steelers. But I I will say the Ravens would be number one right now. Yeah, Ravens. I'd say it's Ravens, Ravens, Steelers, Browns, Bengals, which is what it was last year. Yeah, I could see Ravens. Yeah, I could see Ravens, Steelers. But I think Ravens and Steelers is going to be really close, and Steelers might end up grabbing number one. Um, really. Yeah, that yeah, high on the Steelers, huh? I'm high on the Steelers because I really like their defense and Big Ben will be coming back. But I also think that Lamar Jackson has a little bit of a down year in comparison to this past year. I think teams, teams kind of figuring him out. They start figuring him out a little bit. And I think he'll end up being better for this upcoming year. But I think it's going to be not everything's going to look as easy as it did last year. Um, so 
I, but I still think that like top to bottom, they're probably the best team in that division still. So I'll end up airing on the side of caution. I'll say Baltimore one, Pittsburgh two, and then probably Cleveland three, Cincinnati fourth. But I think all of them are going to be good teams. It's probably going to be the toughest division in the AFC. So I think the Bengals made a lot of really good moves to improve their team. I'm going to disagree with you. I think the AFC West is the best, I would say. Oh, I disagree. Yeah. Uh, let's go AFC West, which holds the Chiefs, Chargers, Broncos, Raiders. Uh, I'm going to go Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Broncos, Chargers, Raiders. I like the moves the Broncos made. I love the receivers they added for Drew Locke. They added, like, they added, honestly, they're trying to do what the Chiefs are doing. They just had to speed everywhere, which I think is super smart because Drew Locke has a cannon for an arm and he's needed just some weapons. But they already had, oh, God, what was his name um, on the Broncos last year? Fuck. Um, 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 the rival uh, Cortland, Cortland Sutton, Cortland Sutton, yeah, Cortland Sutton, which is he was all he was a yeah, he had some flashes last year, yeah, he was uh, really good. But if I'm uh, if I'm a betting man, I would uh, I would bet some money on the the Broncos as a dark horse in this division, yeah. I don't, I don't think they'll uh unseat the Chiefs, but I, I see yeah. the Broncos sneaking into the playoffs because especially yeah. it being expanded to seven teams, I could see that mm-hmm. happening. I'm kind of in agreement with your standings too. I think the Broncos and Chargers could be kind of close. I think uh, the NFL playing with no fans might actually benefit the Chargers this year, but mm-hmm. I think the Raiders are definitely uh, definitely the worst. Uh, I don't think yeah. the Raiders are going to be good at all, to be honest. Really, I think the Raiders will be. They, they were seven and nine last year. I'm looking at it right now. I could see them being eight and eight this year. Mm, I mean, maybe that's kind of my ceiling for them. Yeah, I, I see a ceiling of eight and eight and like a floor of three and thirteen if it goes mm-hmm. really bad. I just I'm not convinced yeah. by their quarterbacking situation. Yeah. True, um, but I think their defense got better, in my opinion. They made some some decent moves, and they mm-hmm. never really signed any like standout guys though. So I think it's like the defense will be okay, and the offense will be okay to bad. So. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I, I like the Chargers. I do like the Chargers. I think their defense is like one of the best. Yeah, in the in the league. And I think I really do like Tyrod Taylor. I think he could win some games. I think he's a above average quarterback in my book. But yeah. I do I do see if things go bad, Justin Herbert starting within like four or five six games. Yeah, I and if he t- does start, I, I could I could kind of see him slinging it a little bit. I could see Tyrod Taylor having a good year, but it's, it's possible he could get hurt just with his style yeah. of play. Yeah, it's, it's that's why I, I could definitely see uh, Justin Herbert taking over and winning some games, just because I think I, I I'm not I wasn't I'm not a big Justin Herbert fan, but I do like the way he's built. He's he's pretty he's a solid kid. Like I think he's like two thirty six six, big kid, big big boy. He could take a beating, and he could. And he's pretty athletic, so he can run around, and I think he can do some exciting stuff for the Chargers. I think it's. I think that that change is going to happen. I think it's going to happen with the Dolphins too, but uh, I'm I'm a fan of that change if it does happen. Yeah, I, like I, I don't think it's going to hurt. Yeah, I don't think I it's going to hurt them at all. I think it's going to be a real good quarterback class. Yeah, yeah, and also like the Chargers, the Chargers, the Chargers need something to like separate themselves from uh, uh, the. Uh, the rest of the uh, league. 
Yeah, I think they know this year they're not going to be able to. I think a lot of this division is just going to be waiting for the Chiefs to run out of money. Which they're already pretty much at right now. Yeah. Uh, the Raiders... <sighs> So moving on, so I think we all were in agreement with that one. I I, I just think the town. I, I I don't know. I think the it's pretty. It's going to be a pretty competitive AFC West. I don't think it's going to be as easy for the Chiefs this year. No, I don't think so either. But I do think that they're they're still far and away like with with their offense. They're still mm-hmm. the best in the NFL in that sense, and I think capable of outscoring anyone. So I think that even if it is a little close, they'll still be number one in the division. Yeah. Uh, moving on to the AFC South, uh, we got the Texans, Titans, Jaguars, Colts. I hate this division. <laughs> this division. So I wish Tampa Bay was in this division. If Tampa yeah. Bay was in this division, we would have made the playoffs like yeah five times in the past ten years. Uh, I'm gonna go Titans. I can't choose between the Colts or the Texans. I was going to say the Colts. Yeah, I, I might agree with you. I, I just don't like the moves the Texans made this offseason. I might even do Colts above Titans. Really? I might. Let me check out the Colts roster real quick. I don't know how Phillip Rivers is going to go, so that's why I'm like a little hesitant. But yeah. I, also, I also think that... Um, I don't know. Yeah, I guess the Titans. I guess the Titans, number one. <laughs> It just makes the most sense. I think the yeah. Colts could be second. And then I would probably go Texans third, Jaguars last. Yeah, I'd say Jaguars last for sure. Because I don't like I, what Bill O'Brien did this offseason. I mean, this is a contract year for T.Y. Hilton. So you know he's going to want to like play and actually be healthy this year. Yeah. And I don't know. I like the Colts defense. I think the Colts they actually uh upgraded their defense. I think so too. Yeah. Let's see. Um but yeah, I would uh, I would say I'm just going to go Titans just because I, I they didn't change much but they kind of just solidified what they are which is just a downhill yeah, uh, barrage. I want to see how teams kind of come combat that this go, this time going around. Yeah, the basic. But I would, run it back. yeah, yeah, uh, they're gonna run it back. I, I'd say Titans, Colts, Texans, Jaguars. I think it's a down year for. I think this is the last season Bill O'Brien's the head coach of the Texans. I think so too. I wonder if it's gonna be the last season without a general manager too. They should really, really get on that. Yeah, <laughs> in like two years. <laughs> yeah. Now moving on to my beloved AFC East, we got the Jets, Bills, Patriots, Dolphins. Um. Unbiasedly, I think the Dolphins. I I'm, I probably am going to do this, but I'm, I'm going to put some uh, some money on the Dolphins to win this division, just because there are such a dark horse. <laughs> and if they do end up winning it, I could make a lot of money. Yeah, you could uh, put like two dollars down and win like two thousand dollars, probably. Yeah, <laughs> with that prediction. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go Bills, and then after that, honestly, it's a toss up. I might go Bills. Dolphins, Patriots, Jets, or you could honestly switch. I really this the, like after the Bills. I think the Bills are going to be the clear favorites uh, in this division. But after that, I think it's a it's a, honestly a race for second. I can't really go, decide between the three. I'm, I'm going to go bold. I'm going to go uh, Patriots. Wow, because they they just until they lose, I'm going to ride them like the Spurs until they lose. 
Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say that they're not going to win. And then the Bills, and then the Dolphins, and then the Jets. I think the Bills make the playoffs, but it's going to be rocky. I feel like the Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs connection, like, might work. It might get a little like if if Stefan Diggs thought that it was hard catching Kirk Cousins passes, then man, <laughs> <laughs> just wait. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I kind of agree with. I, I don't know. I would like. I, I, I am very interested interested to see how the Bills respond because I hate all of these teams. I hate the Bills the most <laughs> out of all these teams. So I, uh, it's going to be really interesting to see how uh, how Josh Allen actually uh, plays when he has expectations upon him. See, I'm surprised because I thought that you would be all about Bill's Mafia and, and everything oh, that that culture is all about. <laughs> oh, uh, you know me so wrong, dude. I, <laughs> I, 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 I hate the Bills with such a passion. You don't like doing blow and throwing yourself <laughs> through burning tables? <laughs> Get, and throwing mustard all over myself and ketchup and acting <laughs> like a fool. No, I can't say Dolphins fan. fans are just upset because they didn't find a way to, to use their cocaine habits in their uh, fandom. Yeah, I mean, well, we, we just sold all our cocaine to Bills fans. Yeah, exactly. And then you built a uh, hard rock stadium. <laughs> you built yeah. a roof over your heads. <laughs> uh, but that is the AFC standings. Next week, we'll do uh, we'll do the NFC, which should be a little bit more interesting. There's a lot more parity in that league. Uh, but yeah, moving on to the uh, good old NBA Basketball Association. So and uh, we, we're going to go over the we're going to finish the schedule. But before that, uh, there's a couple things I want to go over. I was I just want to ask you, where should Damian Lillard go? If uh, if because uh, it, it just seems like uh, the move for him is not in Portland if he wants to be considered a great. Which I, think, I don't know. I think he I'm not sure how I feel about what, how Damian where he should go. Well, Unsurprisingly, looking it up just at first glance, what are what are the two teams you would expect to be in the news headlines uh, for him to be traded to? The Lakers, mm-hmm. the Lakers, and I would say the Knicks. Yep, exactly. So you understand the narrative. <laughs> I don't think he's. I don't think he's going anywhere for the next year at least. I don't. Yeah, think- I agree. I don't think he's going to go anywhere anytime soon. I mean, shit, he's got like, so he's signed until 2023, 24, and then he's got a player option for 2024 to 2025. Um, So Portland can hang on to him for as long as they want, but he is Mm -hmm. 30 right now. So I would say hold on to him for a year or two. I think... Yeah, I think with uh, Nurkic and Zach Collins coming back, you'll be able to see what you got with them a little bit more. You could also probably, with uh, people not looking to spend a shit ton of money this offseason, you could probably bring back Hassan. You could probably bring back Carmelo to come off the bench as a six-man, make a couple other moves. I like Anthony Simons. I like Gary Trent Jr. You have a good shot to at least, like, this next year with no injuries, they have a shot to where if they make the right moves, they can maybe make it to the Western Conference Finals. They kind of got fucked over by injuries this year. But you could make a case there's a path back to the Western Conference Finals. And then at that point, you got to see if you can get through the Clippers or Lakers. I think until Portland makes another playoff run, 
they shouldn't sell on Damian Lillard. They should wait until his trade value is like through the roof and get like a King's ransom for him. That's what I would do. But I don't think as much as he said he'd like to spend his whole career in Portland and all that, I don't think there's any logical reason for Portland to keep him around unless they actually win a title with him. At which point you can't get rid of that guy then because he's going to sell tickets for the rest of his time there. But um, yeah, I, I think uh, probably the Lakers though. That that would make the most sense to me. I mean, that I team think, would fit his window. Yeah, and I also think I think he might be LeBron's last big uh, co-star. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah, the, the last big thing that he, he um, last big superstar that he teams up with. Because I I, I want to see Damian uh, Damian Lillard and Braun together just because like they were they're like Damian Lillard, Lillard Lillard is a small little LeBron in every every sense of the word he's a leader of men he he plays hard twenty four seven works out all the all the time has like takes care of his body he's he does have some injuries but he hasn't really been plagued by injuries in his career at all. And they also just like they have a they have a mentality for just getting the shit done, you know. Yeah, I think uh, when I really, really think about it, I mean, you could you could make the case for Steph, obviously, when he's healthy. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. I think Steph's the only point guard I would rank ahead of Damian Lillard right now. Interesting. I think Damian Lillard is probably at least top three. In, yeah, NBA I would agree. I would, uh, would I t- I, yeah, I, I would take, I don't know. To me, I like Steph, but. Mm. I would rather have Damian Lillard on my team, though, if I'm being 100% yeah, honest. Yeah, me too. I would too. But, you know, Steph's great, though, for his situation. Yeah. I mean, he's one of the best yeah. of all time. And he'll be looked at in this period as better than Damian Lillard. But I think Damian Lillard is probably my favorite point guard to watch play. Me too. I agree. Uh, moving on, multiple teams are, are closing down practice facilities ahead of the restart in Orlando. <laughs> uh, there are seven teams who have closed their practice facilities. Kings, Bucks, Heat, Clippers, Nuggets, Suns, and Nets. All due to coronavirus uh, in a, in those states. It's crazy how the Lakers have not closed their facility down. Kind of crazy, huh? Yeah. Think about it. And, I mean, maybe coronavirus is even afraid of LeBron James. <laughs> I would honestly like he, he is the last person I'd ever think of who could get coronavirus just because From, the way he like. Do you know how pissed off I would be if I invested a million dollars into my body every year and I still got sick? <laughs> yeah I, like I, he he just like you know he has like he goes to germany and gets those weird procedures done on his body like like you just know he's yeah i got the coronavirus vaccine right now and it's lebron james's blood directed <laughs> uh, injected into your mouth please your your vertical will improve by at least six inches and you'll be immune to coronavirus Oh man, this is uh oh man the the restart in the uh and that's going to happen at the end of the month is is kind of becoming I I honestly I have a sinking a sinking feeling that we might not even have a restart. <laughs> yeah, for me, I mean if they let's say they were to shut down the restart. 
I don't. I actually don't think they will. I'm more leaning to the side that they'll keep it going because they've gotten so far. Once they get, once they get them into Orlando, you might as well just wait it out <laughs> yeah. until it's it's safe to play. Um, but if they were to shut it down, I don't think you can just you know write off the season. I think whenever it's safe to play, you just try again and you just finish this year off. Because, like, you know, it's not like you're going to do free agency or anything else. Like, just fucking do it and get your money from this year. And then move on to the next season whenever it's time. If anything, cancel the the 2020-2021 season. Yeah. You know, but finish this. I mean, everyone's already put all this time into it and all this money into it. You might as well just wrap it up and go for it. But I think at this point, the NBA is, like, put put their nut into this. So I think it's going to go forward. I think they'll finish it in some way. And once they're there, I really do believe that it's probably going to be the safest place for everybody. So mm-hmm. but what the fuck do I know? You know everything, Nick. I don't know about that. Um, uh so let's uh, pick off where we left off last week with the schedules. I think we left off on August 6th. Would you... uh, I, think, I think you're right. That's uh, the week of the 20. It's a week 23. There's six games. It's against. We got yeah, I think Pelican. week 23 is when we, we start. Uh, or when we or was it week 24? Uh, don't remember. I think it was August 6th where we left off. Okay. We'll just start there then. Yeah. Uh, we got, this is a Thursday. We got, uh, six games. This is, this is a pretty good slate. We got the, we got the Pelicans and Kings. We got the Heat and Bucks. Indiana Pacers, Phoenix Suns, LA Clippers, Dallas Mavericks, Portland Trailblazers, Denver Nuggets, and Los Angeles Lakers and Houston Rockets. Did we not talk? I feel like we talked about this one. We may have talked about it. Um, I, I mean, it's kind of crazy how the uh, Portland Trailblazers, Denver Nuggets game is not being televised. <laughs> yeah, well, I, it makes sense, though, with the other games that are being televised, like Miami, Milwaukee, LA, Dallas, LA, Houston. Yeah, that's gonna be a good game though. Yeah, I think, but it's weird that Portland Denver isn't even on NBA TV. However, yeah. all Indiana Pacers games that seemed interesting are no longer interesting because Victor Oladipo not playing. Not that Indiana and Phoenix is going to be interesting to begin with, but yeah. should note that one thing that's changed is Victor Oladipo not going to Orlando. He said, "Fuck that." I appreciate it. <laughs> I appreciate it too. Because I think that's who Boston's going to play in the first round. So, yeah, I definitely appreciate him not showing up. Make your point, Nick. <laughs> Please stay away. Stay home. Uh, I think the Heat Bucks game is going to be huge for the Heat. Every game is going to be huge for the Heat, but uh, this one especially. Yeah. Heat match up well with the Bucks. Yeah, no, we do. We match up. We haven't lost to them this whole season. Yeah, right. You guys are like two and zero against them. Three and zero. Yeah, I think I think it's two and zero. Two and zero. Yeah. But, uh, I think we just have uh, the def- the defensive facilities to handle uh, Giannis. Yeah, we have we have we can switch on him with pretty much anybody. You know who I would like to see the Celtics try to get because they got three first round picks. So if they can find a way to trade up 
and get like maybe Memphis slides uh, into the lottery with the uh, the schedule. If they can go up and get that Onyika Okongwu guy from UFC, mm-hmm. the guy mm-hmm. that's like people are comparing to Bam, that would be dope because then yeah. they could have someone that could defend Giannis and and be you know, all the rest of those guys, yeah, and get rebounds. And then just work on that jump shot. He's got apparently he's got a pretty good free throw percentage from what I was looking up with the stats. So he can shoot. Um, mm. But I think that the Celtics should do whatever they can to trade up and get that guy. Do it. Uh, do moving it. on to uh, the seventh. I think this is where I think I don't remember talking about these. So we got the Jazz against the Spurs. I'm not excited for that. That game is going to be boring. Yep. <laughs> Jazz first. Then we got a uh, OKC Memphis, which that game might be interesting. I think so. Chris Paul and yeah, depending how Jaw. God, I'm so. Uh, this is a topic I, w- I want to bring. Do you think uh, I saw this on? I'm not sure what show I saw this on, but do you think Zion could catch Jaw uh, for Rookie of the Year? At this point, probably no. If, if the rest, if the rest of the season was able to catch, well, it depends. If if they count the playoffs, which they never do, mm-hmm. but if they decide because of the shortened season to count the playoffs, then Zion has a chance because I think New Orleans is going to end up getting into the playoffs, hmm. and then if, then if, Zion if, could definitely catch him. Yeah, if Zion averages twenty points and ten rebound, like just that, that alone, I think could throughout the just the restart, I think he could make the he. People are going to vote for him for Rookie of the Year. They just need to start counting playoffs into yeah. everyone's seasonal awards. This bullshit yeah. of like, oh, only the regular season counting. Like, that's ridiculous. I regular season award. Yeah, like, fuck. And you're showing it to me like after the playoffs? No. I don't give yeah. a fuck. Then we got uh, probably the most boring game on the slate, Sacramento and Brooklyn. Yeah, not going to watch it. Can't watch no. it. Not on no. national TV. Got- like, I could. Orlando against Philly. I might. I'm gonna watch that just uh just because I'm. I I kind of see how Philly is doing just because there's they are uh they are my immediate danger in the East as as I see it they are the uh they are the threat. Yeah, I'm gonna watch any Philly game I can to see uh, yeah. just to keep on seeing if they're like actually figuring it out or if the train wreck uh, continues. I just I I, I hope I hope to everything and everything that this train wreck continues. <laughs> <laughs> Then we got the uh, Washington Wizards against Zion. Of course, I'm going to watch that. Zion's going to fucking dunk all over this garbage ass Washington. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this could be where Zion puts up uh, his first 50 piece. <laughs> first 50 piece. I'm calling it. <laughs> and then we got Boston against Toronto. Now, this, this game is the, is, I mean, this is the big game. game. Biggest game for the Celtics on the schedule. Man, I am very excited for this game. Yeah, this is going to be, be awesome. Yeah, if the Celtics can win this one, then uh, then that'll bode pretty well for the chances of getting the second seed and getting matched up with Orlando or Brooklyn. Yeah, and then uh, moving on Saturday, we got the Clippers against the Trailblazers. I think that will be an interesting game. See how uh, I think the I think the Trailblazers are going to lose, obviously, but I think it's going to be interesting to see how uh, how these teams play. Then we got Utah against the against the Denver Nuggets. That's a good game, game, too. Yeah. That's an interesting game. Then we got the Lakers against the Pacers. LeBron's probably not going to even play. Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> I wouldn't a good, uh, good right. game for the Lakers. Yeah, especially if they've got a big enough lead at this point. You might as well start sitting people on this one. Yeah. 
And now, then the, we got the Heat against the Phoenix Suns. Finally, uh, a nice little break for the Heat after playing some tough opponents. Also, have you seen the pictures of the uh, of the courts that they have uh, that they started moving into those ballrooms? I saw the trucks, but I never saw the, uh, the actual court being assembled, I don't think. I saw the practice courts, but... Um, okay, I see the mm-hmm. one. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna have to send me a link. Yeah, here we go. Send it in the Zencaster. But I think, uh, God, if anyone has oh, a sorry, chance, these are the, I'm sorry, these are the practice floors. You saw what you saw is right. That is the practice uh, okay. Floor. Um, but they did. Uh, I like the. I like that they bring in like yeah. uh, like some real ass courts. It looks like. Yeah, those look pretty cool. Um, yeah, I'm a fan. I wonder if Phoenix could be the team. If Phoenix and Sacramento, I could see as two teams like really, uh, really busting up the playoff race. Like, especially with, because like normally in the NBA season, you have like, you know, a bunch of mediocre teams that you can kind of overlook, you know, to get ready for your tough games. But now you have like the mediocre teams that are there are still like relatively good. Like Sacramento, I think, was. I looked it up. They're like 13 and seven since moving Buddy Heel to the bench. And then Phoenix started off the year really good and beat some really good teams. So they could be solid. So yeah. I could see them breaking up. I mean, teams like Indiana and Brooklyn and Orlando. And it just depends, honestly, with Phoenix, how, uh, how, Den- uh, how Devin Booker like kind of just bounces back from him and see how actually how he does. Cause he's a, if he honestly could just light it up. Sure right. Enough. Yeah. I, I wonder uh, if we're gonna start winning. Last game of this uh, of this slate is Milwaukee uh, against Dallas. That's a great game. Yeah, it's a great way to game. end the night. Yep. And then moving on to Sunday, August 9th, we got OKC against the Wizards. This is a nope. Yeah, we got Toronto against the Grizzlies. Then that's sort of interesting. Kinda Again, interesting, it, yeah. it's kind of interesting. Then we got San Antonio against the the Pelicans. Everybody's gonna watch that Zion. I, I, any game Zion is playing, man. It's yeah, it's like they got they put San Antonio and New Orleans on ABC, so you know that's purely for Zion. Yeah. Then uh, at five p.m. we got the Orlando Magic against the Boston Celtics. Hopefully, uh, hopefully this is a. Not a loss. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I am certainly hoping the Celtics basically need to go at least seven and one. <laughs> yeah, I think most teams need to with a win uh, with a win against Toronto. <laughs> they yeah. got to go seven and one. And then we got the Sixers against the uh, Portland Trailblazers again. Any game with Philly is a must watch to see how this if if this train wreck continues. Then we got Houston against Sacramento, a snoozer. And then we got uh, Brooklyn against LA Clippers. That's another snoozer. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll definitely said. Then we got Monday, August 10th. This is the last. No, I'm sorry. This is the uh, not the last one. We got a couple more, but uh, we got OKC against Phoenix. I, I, again, this game totally depends on how Phoenix and OKC do throughout this restart, if it's going to be watchable. Because I can both, I can see these teams doing pretty average throughout yeah. the restart and this game i think could settle some things for probably this is a pretty big game for okc at this point just because they probably lost a couple games and this is one yeah. they can get back okay so he was on a roll before the the yeah. pause so yeah and then we got uh dallas against utah a good 
Western Conference matchup. Mm-hmm. Pretty big that. game. Yeah. And Donovan. And then we got a huge game. Huge game. We got Toronto against huge. the Bucks. Oh, huge. This totally this game is gonna be this is the must watch game of the night, in my opinion. But uh big game, big game. And then we got the uh, inevitable rematch between TJ Warren and Jimmy Butler at eight PM Miami Heat against the Indiana <laughs> Pacers. Let's see if the, the beef Let's see if the beef, beef has lasted through COVID. Let's see if the beef has lasted. See if it's still, still some fresh beef. And then we got the Denver Nuggets against the LA Lakers. Good game. It, uh, it's a good game. It's a good game. But I would say Toronto-Milwaukee is definitely the big game of the night. I think so, too. Yeah, I think Toronto-Milwaukee, I mean, that's got a, it's got big ramifications, especially yeah. considering I didn't realize before, but I'm, I'm pretty sure it's Toronto. Oh, okay, no. Toronto has Memphis before. That's right. I thought it was for a second that Toronto played Boston and then Milwaukee right after. But yeah. this is a second uh, night of a back-to-back for Toronto. So mm-hmm. so then we got uh, Tuesday, August 11th. We got Brooklyn against Orlando, a snoozer. Mm-hmm. Got Houston against San Antonio. This game is probably going to be this is a big game for both teams just because of the seeding and the implications that um, this has. Well, I don't I think, think the Rockets is going to be worth a shit. So, yeah, I mean, I think uh, I, I don't know. We'll see. But uh, Houston definitely needs to win this game. Yeah. Uh, Phoenix against Sixers. God, I, I would love to see the Sixers lose this game. Hmm. That would be awesome. And then we got Portland against Dallas. Uh, good, good game good game and then we got boston against memphis i'm not sure why this game is on tnt and the portland trailblazers dallas mavericks game is it on tnt i think it's just there's so many celtics fans get a lot of people turn tuning in uh then we got new orleans against sacramento uh, who this is going to be zion's second 50 point game <laughs> yeah this is why it's on TNT. And then we got at the same time, Milwaukee against Washington, which is, is that the, that is a snoozer, but is that the first game that takes place at the same time? Um, I think, I mean, there's a couple of games that overlap with each other. Yeah, but this is this, they both take place at 9 PM. Yeah. 9 PM. Yeah. That's the first I've known. Oh no, there's on Thursday, August 6th, there's heat and bucks at four and then Pacers suns at four. Okay. All right. That happens a couple times, I guess. Uh, this is the last week before we don't know who's going to be showing games and what time the games are at. So this is uh Wednesday, August 12th. We got the Pacers against the Rockets, a snoozer. We got Toronto against Philly. This game is huge. This is probably the biggest game of the day. This is a big game. This is uh, if Philly has been winning the games and they've been doing good, this is the game where they uh, just cap it all off and kind of just cement themselves in that fourth seed that they've been trying to get. Then we got Miami against OKC. It's another big, That's a big, big game for the heat. The heat can't lose this game. And then we got Clippers against the nuggets. Big game, big, big game. But, uh, I would say this, this is a good week. This is a good, uh, these are good, good, good three games right here. Yeah. yeah uh, it should be a good day. And now this is, we're moving on to Thursday, August 13th. We don't, there's no time for these games. There's no, no one uh that's uh we just know that they're happening on this day at this order so we got the washington wizards against the boston celtics uh celtics should win that got trailblazers against the nets that's a snoozer 
we got the Sacramento Kings against the Lakers. That's a snoozer. We got the Milwaukee Bucks against Memphis Grizzlies. That's going to be interesting. Then we got Zion's third 50-point game against their <laughs> <laughs> And then we have uh, Dallas against Phoenix. I mean, this is a snoozer of a week. This is bad. Uh, then we got San Antonio against the Jazz, which I think is probably the second best most interesting game. The last day is good, though. Last day. Here we go. We got Sixers Rockets, big game, big game. That is a uh, that's a good way. That's a good game to close out. Let's see how if these two chain, train wrecks uh, how they play out. <laughs> we got the Heat against the Pacers. I like that we're playing the Pacers again. And then we got OKC LA Clippers. That's a that'll be interesting. And then we got to top it all off Denver Nuggets against the Toronto Raptors. That's good. Uh, that's a good four slate of games. That's fine. But that's it. That's it. That's the that that is the that is the last week before the playoffs. And it's the playoffs, and the NBA Finals champion gets the vaccine first. Those are the rules. <laughs> you get the vaccine for you and all your family if you yeah. win. <laughs> if you don't, you are left in the streets to, to scavenge for yourself. But that is that, man. Uh, I'm super excited for. For basketball to come back hopefully it comes back hopefully nothing bad happens yeah it's the only thing i'm looking forward to so please yeah. God, just let it happen in this you know, yeah we got yeah. We, we got uh four more weeks yeah. i'd say four more weeks until we uh until basketball returns and uh all is forgotten because you already know the bubonic plague is going to make it over here by september so if we can at least finish this NBA season, I can die with like some closure. Yeah, if we can get some good Boston Celtics and Heat games in before the bubonic plague kills us all, that'd be pretty happy. Yeah, we can get a Celtics Heat series in one last time. You know, yeah, before it all goes to shit, I'll be pretty. I'll yeah, be pretty and if the Celtics just took the Bucks to seven games, you know, I would, I would be on my deathbed with a smile on my face. <laughs> uh, anything else you want to sell the people, Nick? Before we peace on out of here. Uh, not really. I guess check out both of our other podcasts. Uh, uh, on the level podcast with Jordan Eric, and then uh, in Creative Indifferences, which, which is not my podcast though, but I do help out. You're just a producer. Yeah, just, you just the producer. Uh, you just sign off on it. Pretty much. Uh, all right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back next Monday at two p.m. with with another episode. We'll finish the AFC, the NFC divisional rankings, and uh, 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 we'll do another NFL thing, another little NFL game we'll put together. But uh, thanks for listening. We appreciate you. We love you. Peace on out of here.